Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 276 of the Podcast. I'm your host, Simon Tyler, and still joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Hey, yo, I'm here, and man, we are at the end of the crossroad. Yes. Um, it's been a fun four days of podcasting with the Gables. This flew As by. <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, I, I, I wish the work weeks flew by as, as quickly as E3 does, uh, but but actually, if it flew by at that rate, we'd all be 97 years old. Uh, yep. But yeah, it's it's finally come to an end, uh, unfortunately. Um, been a crazy amount of stuff shown. We've spent a lot of, I spent a lot of time uh, reading, watching, and listening to stuff about E3. Uh, but it's all come to an end now. I, it's What's funny is like all the big stuff is out of the way, but really E3 just started. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday. Uh, really E3 just started today. <laughs> It's like the like the for the people that went to the show, it, it starts Tuesday afternoon, uh, but all the all the big stuff is out of the way by then, which is funny. Uh, but yeah, th- this is the ninth podcast since in less than uh, ninety six hours for us, oh. uh, which is crazy to think. Um, we've been recording like madmen, uh, prepping like madmen. I I had over twenty six pages of notes. For, for all combined for the for the seven press conferences that we did uh, so a lot of time and effort and talking and drinking of beers went into this I, I've gone through uh, I think about 20 something beers in that time uh, <laughs> over the over the course of those shows I'm trying to pace myself guys here I, you know I don't, I'm like oh only 20 something beers you know okay there's a lot of stuff going on I don't want to get drunk all the time okay even though I'm on vacation I am gonna take a sip of beer real quick Hmm. Sip a beer for the common man, because uh, that's who we are. We're common men of E3. I like that. Gables po- tweeted that the other uh, the other day. Uh, E3 covers by the common men, which is really what it is. Uh, we're not big wigs, you know. We're not we're not uh, IGN, GameStop. We're not giant bomb kind of funny easy allies. Uh, we're the same we're... as you, and we pretty much get our games when we want. We don't have things supplied to us. We just go through. We just report. We just freaking just talk games. We do yeah, talk about game news, what we play. It's just what we do. And E3 is our favorite time of the year. <laughs> yes. Not not saying we would accept free games. I'm not saying it at all. I, if you want to send me a free game, I'll talk about it on the show. I'll play it. I'll talk about it. Uh, yeah. Not, if Nintendo would like to send me a code for Smash Bros. now, I'll gladly accept it. If <laughs> Kojima came to my house and said testicles please i'm like okay scissors please thank you for death stranding i'll do it right now i'll be bleeding like a stuck pig playing death stranding so i bleed out that's kind of the perfect way for me to go on i think that's kind of the best way we get a lot of downloads that way if i did that oh um, my god just think of it this way man that'd be kind of funny i'm just getting the scene now just because gm just knocking at your door or something like that and all of a sudden it's like man he could fart at my dinner tonight and i would not give a shit i would i would inhale his farts <laughs> I would yeah. inhale that man's farts. For, yep. That is totally fine. I'll do whatever I gotta do. Just give me that goddamn training now. I want to just give me the demo. Something. That's all I ask. I'm not asking a lot here. Just something. Uh, but, anyways, um, on to um, E3. It's our final show. Uh, like I said, for the, for the show, or uh, for the for the press conferences uh, for this year. Um, so, what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about some of our best and worst, most surprising and disappointing moments. Of the of all the press conferences, all seven, in fact. Uh, so I think we'll we'll just we'll 
I think I got like five or six questions here. If you think of me, oh, excuse me. Whoo, buddy. Ooh, that's lemon. I'm drinking a <laughs> summer shandy. It's very lemony. Oh, I was at the gas station. I'm like, I'm out of, I'm out of beer. I better grab a six pack. And that was the only thing that looked tempting was a six pack of uh, Lion Google summer shandy. Is either that or butt ice? Don't drink a butt ice. Oh, whoo. That's, that's a lot of lemon. But we're going to go through. Um, I think I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven questions for you, Gables. Awesome. We'll both answer them. Uh, if you'd like me to start, I'm, I'm, I, since I typed them out, you, you um, just let me know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just told Gables like 45 minutes ago what the questions were. So I didn't give him a lot of time to prep. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I think we'll, um, how do I want to, what's the order do I want to do? We'll start from the bottom. All right. So we're going to go with most disappointing press conference. <laughs> oh man, that's no contest. Without a shadow of a doubt, the most disappointing contest, like conference for this year in E3 is Electronic Arts. There's n- no competition for that. I mean, some people could argue maybe Devolver Digital or maybe they would the de- like maybe argue a little bit for Square Enix because they didn't really show too much, but EA this is a special level type of uh, bad for them. I mean, it's bad enough to where you go through. We know exactly the type of games you're going to release, but it's on another level where you don't even tell us about some of the main features that make said games that you release annually, like that you're putting into this game or something like that. Some of them maybe releasing this month or even like in august and instead you focus upon 15 20 minutes upon a fucking competitive mobile game <laughs> live on oh, stage man. with freaking command and conquer i mean come on with <laughs> that with that moment in and of itself is one of the very reasons why i consider electronic arts 2018 their press conference to be shit and that is the worst in my opinion. What about you? Um, that was up there mainly because, you know, like you know, like I said, every year like we we go in there hoping that they're going to change, and they don't. It's nope. like you know, oh, they're we're, I'll be different. It's like a bad relationship in a way. Yeah. It's like oh, things will be different now. We're gonna be better. And, and they're it, not saying we're not saying they're not even EA's not even saying that they're not even going to say no. they're going to be better. We just kind of hope they're going to be better. So it like, we'll just keeps them. gradually getting more toxic to the point and stuff where it's like they keep finding a new low. <laughs> yeah, and like I'm not going to knock them for getting more details and stuff because I just bashed uh, Nintendo for going to inside baseball with Smash Brothers. But not that I'm, I wouldn't I wouldn't complain about them spending 20 minutes on Madden because there's a lot of shit I have questions about. But that would be something I know nobody wants besides maybe me and like like 15 other people. Uh, so, but my my answer is actually, it's, it's different. Uh, and you said in our last show about Nintendo, like there's, Nintendo is usually where we're different at. Uh, different. Yeah. We, when we really love Nintendo, it's its best. Yes. But when I really hate Nintendo, it's it's usually where my, the most uh, uh, spite comes from. And yeah. mine's Nintendo this year. <laughs> most disappointing is Nintendo. Um, so it's, and it's like I said in the last show, it's just, they spent way too long on smash. They didn't really, and maybe they just showed too much last year. I don't know. Like maybe they just blew their load too, too much last year. Um, but just, you know, spending 26 to 43 minutes talking about smash. Uh, and I think to a lot of people, a lot of casual people, 
or just people are just genuinely interested don't go like too crazy about it it like that's more information just they just want to know who's in the game and when it's coming out then that's i think you could I mean i'm not saying don't spend 10 minutes on it or something but like i said they they spent 30 minutes last year in the direct and stole the show with yeah for, with a four minute trailer for, for super smash Bros. or super mario odyssey and they stole the show with that and obviously it's a bunch of other great stuff before that and that to be the show it just kind of felt like they, they just didn't have you know they didn't they didn't have the goods this year or nothing was ready um are they saving stuff i know them you know there's they always have the big direct in january so i'm sure we'll see more then there's probably gonna be a couple more directs before the end of the year uh so maybe they don't want to do too much too soon um but yeah i don't know nintendo is 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 my most disappointing um moving on to what's what's going a little more positive this time okay biggest surprise or most hyped moment for you all right so there were plenty of good surprises at e3 this year but i think one of the biggest surprises in terms of like uh games oh my gosh just how fantastic like the ghost of like Tsushima has been uh, presented at e3 last night i mean jesus inside sony's press conferences up the just the look of the game and the gameplay itself looking so silky smooth that was my biggest surprise right there i mean it's from an established studio like sucker punch that sure they've been out of the loop or something like that the last main game that they put out was like infamous second son and that was like towards the beginning port like console march, generation march 2014 yeah it was towards the beginning of the console generation and yep. stuff for the ps4 and seeing the progress that they've made on this game since then, and then just seeing how well everything has flowed together, that was one of the biggest surprises. Because I thought it was like just something a little bit like different, like something a little bit more like feudal esque or something where it's not going to be like as action or some oriented. And then seeing the tr- seeing the gameplay trailer, seeing how the game looked and how it played in motion, and just seeing the details of all the things from the landscapes to the sun sets to the freaking grass just flowing in the wind to the seamless combat and just individually targeting limbs and doing this and doing that that is a great emphasis on detail and i and in a way it just blew me away in terms of like the quality of it now here's the thing out of every other game that i did see on there that was probably the one game that just just freaking surprised me all to hell pretty much it was between either that or death stranding and Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, man. It's a hard thing to decide upon, but Ghost of Tsushima, man, that is just a great game. It looks like it's going to be a great game. So, yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, so my biggest surprise, hype moment, maybe not surprise, but hype moment, Doom Eternal. It's yep. easy answer. Uh, Control was biggest surprise probably, but hyped. Um, the, Control is a remedy game. Uh, but I, oh god, like I, I've said before, I was fist pumping like crazy. Yeah, I got chills when I heard Mick Gordon's fucking uh, guitar in there. Oh <laughs> yeah, I watched that trailer probably a dozen times the next morning on Monday. On Monday morning, I'm just I just couldn't oh, yeah. quit watching it and looking at things. There's a there's a street light in there. Uh, there's buildings. So whenever we're going, we're going to Earth, and that's great. I'm all in for that. Um. No one complained about it. Just no gameplay shown, but that's fine. Uh, moving on to... Uh, we're going to go a little more in the negative this time. We're going to go with worst game shown. Mm. Maybe not like... So this isn't like... 
like the worst game it talked about or this is like game that actually had gameplay for it that was uh shown off so uh do you have one or do you want me to go you go first i gotta think okay. about this for a little bit okay so i have two uh well one one's for sure but then there's then there's one other one the uh, so the one the one that literally put me to sleep skull and bones uh i i, I remember being really upset about this game last year too and it's like they they showed a trailer for it and like oh fuck yeah they're making a black flag game the game we everybody's been wanted wanting for 5 years now they're finally doing it and then come to find out oh it's just a pvp game with pirate ships well fuck okay. uh, and then they showed it i'm just like this is boring as hell it just went on way too long and i'm just i i just like oh god i i felt i zoomed i fell asleep and i had to like rewind like 20 seconds cuz i woke back up a little bit into the next segment um so that's mine, but the real, 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 real bad one is that Command and Conquer. <laughs> Are we both gonna be in agreement on that one? Probably. Yes, honestly. Yeah. Uh, okay, spoilers right now. I'm in total agreement with uh, Tyler. That was the worst game shown right there. I mean, nobody. I mean, here's just the thing, though. It's like it's one thing to demonstrate a game on stage and stuff and being all hyped and this and that. The game was so freaking boring to watch it play that even the announcers who were paid to be fucking excited were sounding fucking tone deaf. Yeah. <laughs> the guy is his his job title is shoutcaster and he sounded bored. Yep. <laughs> How? Your job is to shout. And all he had to fucking watch as a shoutcaster is two dudes drag their fucking figures on their damn screens and just <laughs> select bases and select where to bomb things. Like, oh God. Yeah, that uh, and the fact that they showed the game and they did a whole gameplay thing like that live, and before they even announced the game, that was weird. Uh, so yeah, yeah, we're both in agreement on that. It was just, it was just bad. Yep. Um, but moving on to we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna keep the negative here a little bit, Gables. Okay. Uh, most disappointing part of E3, not worst part, but the part that kind of bums you out the most. Okay. So it can't be really any specific like a conference or something like that or anything like that. It's just well, in we general. we already we already covered the conference, but like one specific part of any conference that kind of disappointed you. Well, I'll tell you what. What kind of disappointed me a, a, quite a bit though was when during like uh, Sony's presser and stuff like that, just the amount of waiting that you had to do like through the intermissions and stuff, and just the way everything seemed to be all like out of whack. I mean, yeah, sure. I was disappointed, like, in terms of the quality of, say, EA's press conference or the lack thereof information for Square Enix's. But I was expecting, like, I was expecting something, like, uh, more different, like, more, like, uh, exciting in terms of what Microsoft did. And what was presented, though, was, like, with all this, like, random, like, just bizarre sort of, like, transitions to game after game and stuff. I mean, the games they showed were great, for the most part. But just the transitions and then that that crazy friggin' intermission in between revealing Last of Us Part 2 and then for the next game they were going to show, that was really odd. That was really odd. That was really clumsy. And that aspect of E3 is just the waiting of just going through and just... uh, (laughs) waiting for a specific thing or things just to be announced just because of not like the streams fall or some but because they can't get their shit together <laughs> yeah it's yeah. just uh the waiting for the people to part. change rooms basically yeah who the fuck does that 15 yeah. minutes into the press conference and you have to take an intermission <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, that was really weird. And what's worse about it is they tell us information that we had already known for the most part because they had shown it over the past week, all except for like Black Ops Three being on PlayStation Plus, and I'm like, whoopty fucking do. Let's hey, go. They, that makes up for it. They gave us the worst Call of Duty game to make up for. It, okay, that was your make good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't gone and checked. I should probably just add that to my library. Yeah. Um. Yeah, mine. I have a couple. So mine is the way almost every press conference ended, except for Bethesda and Microsoft, where Microsoft ended great with the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Like, yeah, like uh, you had uh, Phil Spencer up there talking, and it's like they get they get hacked, and now here's Cyberpunk seventy seven twenty seventy seven, uh, and that was cool way in the show. Bethesda ended it with Starfield and Elder Scrolls six back to back. Yeah, that was um, good. You could argue the merits in that announcing games that are you know five to ten years away, but that was, it was a cool moment to end on. But the rest of them, they just like EA was the whole thing was just lifeless and stupid. But um, Ubisoft ending on Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, you had uh, Nintendo just kind of ended after the Ridley thing. You're thinking of coming back to something, and that I was know. it. After sitting through 26 minutes of Smash Brothers. Uh, you had, uh, Sony, like, Nintendo and Sony's were both funny, where, like, they just, we didn't know the show was over, and the show was ended, we're yeah. like, oh, waiting for the next thing, oh, that, that was, oh, that was it, um, you know, all of them just kind of, kind of had lack, lackluster endings, usually they all kind of come out with, like, with one big thing, and that's the end of the show, and like, oh, that was awesome, and this was just like, oh, it's over, okay, <laughs> like, you're anticipating something like, okay, you've been talking about this for a long time now. What's the next big thing? Oh, no, that that's it. Okay. Um, and then the other thing is, this one's more personal, uh, but not the, the fact that I'm not buying an Xbox One this year. That's very true. The fact That's that, disappointing. I know. I agree with you 100% on this. It's like the fact that even after that press conference, they still don't have anything really concrete. And this is like the same as last year, too. They had like maybe one concrete exclusive game that they were going to release by the end of this year, and that's it yeah. for like the next couple of years. It feels like the same thing happened this year, where it's like their main game of the holiday is Forza Horizon Four, and yep. everything else was like, okay, we're going to 2019, or we're gonna get yep. like something like that's probably in spring of 2019, or blah blah blah. We have six fucking months left in the year, and you've only released, like, maybe one or two exclusives. <laughs> just yes. give me a fucking reason just to go and dive in my wallet. It's like, here, take my money. But no. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's a reason why I sold my Xbox One off, like, freaking last year. And this is the reason why. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just sold mine a month ago, but I was fully anticipating on buying an Xbox One S or an X this, this holiday season. And... I know. I was yep. going to wait for a bundle. I had, might buy a bundle in February, depending on what Crackdown 3 sounds like. But um, And we had every reason to believe, you know, that it could potentially, like, maybe a holiday bundle pack, possibly with Gears 5 in 2018. That wouldn't have been that much of a big thing to ask for, but yeah, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you look at, like, the three biggest exclusive things they've shown. Um, Gears 5, uh, Ori, uh, in the Will, Will of the Wisp, and Cuphead DLC, all 2019. Um, I mean, oh. yeah, we got Sea of Thieves and State of K two this year, but that's not going to be. Um, oh, you know that, what? That's not AAA stuff. Go on. You know what? I'll add something on here that there is a negative aspect for E three this year. 
from the announcements to the definite like release dates to a lot of games, E3 2018 felt like a reload of last year for the, the freaking 2019. Because almost a lot of freaking releases, either from Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, EA, Ubisoft, you know... Um, because of how big last year was with the releases of quality after quality game, that was crazy. <laughs> it seems like 2018, even though there's been good games, it's basically been a reload. And you can definitely see it within all the gaming industry, all, the, all of the gaming industry right now. Because all the major games, it seems like, are going to release next year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, um so yeah, it was, there was, you know, I mean, there's a lot of great things, but there's like, I think there's, we'll get more into it later, but it was, it was an underwhelming uh, E3 this year. It was. Um, but let's get into it real quick. We've already kind of done that because we've, we've given number rankings to everything, um, but we're going to rank the seven press conferences. We'll officially okay. put them in order. Okay. Um, if you want me to start, I'm more than willing to do that. Okay. Sure. Okay. I'll, go ahead. So... Out of the seven, easily number seven, EA. We bashed them a ton. They oh, yeah. sucked. Um, Square Enix number um, at number six, uh, more mainly because they just it, it, like coming back after three years, you expect something. You're like, oh god, so they have to have adventures. They have to have Final Fantasy seven. There's got to be something from Kingdom Hearts three. Oh, Just Cause four, and those last two were shown off at Microsoft the day before. And we saw the Kingdom Hearts 3 um, trailer three times. Yeah. Uh, at three different press conferences, the exact same one. Uh, so, it, there's too much, that, more than half of the games they showed were shown off at Microsoft the day before, uh, which I think kind of hurt it. Um, so, that's number six for me. Number five, I would put Bethesda, uh, mostly because it feels like th- this was kind of a thin year, where typically they've been really good about uh, the last few years, like, uh, 2016 last since they've come back 2016 and 17 everything they talked about was all 2000 was all those that years the last half of the year's games um and outside of like they showed doom uh in 2016 but or it, basically anything it was everything coming out in the next 12 months like that's all it was before the next e3 because like, we're only going to show you that but most nine percent of it was stuff this the, for the rest of the year and this year it didn't feel like they had the goods um they didn't have enough uh, games to really fill ninety minutes, which you can argue well, either why have one or why make it ninety minutes. If I can do it's you're, it's perfectly okay to have a 30, 40 minute press conference, um, or do what they did last year, where it was really just like uh, Pete Hines came out, said thanks for coming, and then left, and it was just basically a direct after that uh, in front of a live audience. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, my thing is. A lot of the stuff they showed, they spent way too much time talking about the card games, um, Elder Scrolls Online, announcing the Elder Scrolls Blades game for the phones. Um, Fallout 76, I'm happy for the people. I mean, that's just, I don't, I mean, a lot of it's kind of my own personal taste because I don't really care. But, like, I'm interested in the lore of Fallout more than I'm interested in the game of Fallout. Uh, the more I heard about Fallout 76, just kind of, ugh, that doesn't sound. I'm more disinterested in that game than I have been of any Fallout. All the other ones I was really excited to play. This one I have zero interest in. Uh, but, yeah, just coming out of it, other than, like, hey, the Doom part was awesome. It was my most hype moment. That was 20 seconds of a 90-minute uh, press conference. Uh, basically, all it was was an announcement of an announcement of, hey, we're going to show more at, uh, in August. Um, 
So that's mainly why. That, that's and this kind of feels like showing off Starfield, a game that's probably minimum three years away. Yep. And then the game after Starfield, which is I never heard that announced before. But hey, here's the game after the next game. That's a next gen game, an uh, Elder Scrolls Six. That's the weirdest thing ever to me. Uh, it's it was really funny when he when he said that. It's just like here's the game after the next gen game. Is Elder Scrolls Six. So that game's probably. I mean, that's probably the first 2025 game announced. Is Elder yeah. Scrolls and Starfield's probably the first 2021 game announced um, at best for those probably. Um, and moving on. Uh, so what, EA, Square Enix, Bethesda, could go Ubisoft after that. Uh, is this the Just Dance Four part or the Just Dance 2019 part? was legitimately my favorite part of the whole press conference, probably. <laughs> uh, and I'm not even trying to be mean. I actually just thoroughly enjoyed that whole dance sequence. Normally, I'm just like, just just stop. Just please don't do this anymore. And the, but they do it every year. And I actually enjoyed this one. If it was just 90 minutes of that panda dancing, and it was just one it was just one long shot of that panda dancing for 90 minutes, <laughs> 97 minutes, I would have watched that until the panda, the guy in the suit... <laughs> overheated and died of dehydration i would have kept watching because that was awesome uh so. every game it's announced that ubisoft's thing is the guy in the freaking suit is just like dancing so hard that he's just just panting and fucking just collapses in his yeah. suit you know what they don't have to show any other games just one long shot of the panda that's it nothing else uh just him and that would have been great you don't have to show me you can you could i wouldn't have fell asleep during skull of bones uh that would have kept me in a tree the entire time. Uh, that would have been 11 out of 10, no doubt about it. Uh, but just the, the games that are shown, like, once again, personal taste stuff. Like, it's cool. Like, they're focusing on the new stuff. The Division 2, legitimately, honestly, was probably my favorite part of the whole press conference. I'm actually really interested in that game again. But I was really interested in the first one, and I never actually played it. So, outside of the beta in, like, an hour, the first hour of the game. Um so that was my number four. Uh, so really, the big three, uh, the big three um, console makers were my top three. Uh, next up uh, was was Microsoft, and a lot of that was just the fact that ninety percent of the games they've shown were going to be stuff I'm just going to play on my PS4. Uh, yep. And then the other stuff they did show is stuff I'm not going to play for another year or more. Yep. Uh, so that, that's kind of my, my gripe against it. Uh, where last year was kind of more the same, but it was just the, I think the the, the games that, like Gears of War five. Uh, looks fantastic. Gears Tactics, fuck yeah, I want that. Uh, I'm almost, I could argue that I'm maybe more excited for Gears Tactics than in Five. Um, outside of the story of Gears of War Five, uh, I'm which is crazy to most people the fact that I'm excited about the story of Gears of War Five. Um, I'm yeah, just the next calm Gears game sounds great. Uh, two. Two was Nintendo, or I'm sorry, three was Nintendo. I'm sorry, I, I, messed, I messed that up. Three was Nintendo. Uh, I, I'm looking at my numbers here, and I, cause they're technically tied for 7.5. But yeah, Nintendo was three, Microsoft was two. But going back to Nintendo, I've already talked about it a lot. Uh, it was still overall a really good press conference. Uh, just we wanted more. We just we just overhyped myself up for so much for Nintendo, and that's kind of the fanboy in us, really. It's just like. There's so many things we love about Nintendo. We're just upset when not everything is announced. Um, and then last but not least, easily, uh, Sony killed it. Uh, outside of the intermission, um, killed it. Was was the big issue? Um, I mean, it was a, it was a it was probably it was the shortest of all the real press conferences because I mean Nintendo was a direct. Square Enix was essentially a direct. 
Uh, but of all the ones that was in front of a live audience, they were the shortest by by 30 minutes or so. Um, but the, the the four games they said they were going to talk about, they focused on, were looked all were stunning. Uh, then the stuff they announced in between that all was really cool. Like the, I mean, the Rick and Morty VR game or the Rick and Morty guys VR game, which was 30 seconds of of the show, was fine. But the Resident Evil 7 2 remake uh, that looks fucking awesome. Uh, I'm actually really excited about that game. And then Control, the Remedy game. Uh, I'm like, I was watching them. Like, is this like Quantum Break two? They just get the, they just steal that exclusive from Xbox, uh, and it's. To see that, I actually, I'm one of the few people out there that really, really, really liked Quantum Break. Um, so to see something similar to that back, and I loved Alan Wake, um, I am definitely excited to uh, see more about that. So so the go over it again, 7 EA, 6 Square Enix, 5 was, Beth- was Ubisoft, sorry. Oh no, Bethesda, 5 was Bethesda, 4 was Ubisoft, 3 Nintendo, 2 Microsoft, 1 was Sony. All right, so Gables, rank yours. All right, so the first couple are no surprise. EA is at the bottom, <laughs> yeah. since I gave it like a fucking four out of ten. Mm-hmm. But uh, God, there's not much I can really say that I've already already covered with EA and stuff. They it was just yeah. like a terrible conference through and through. Yeah. And then you had Square Enix next, which is like very kind of uh, lacking in new information that I've already been previously shown in other pressers like Microsoft and like uh, even Sony had. Some repeats of some Square Enix stuff. The next one after that is actually Ubisoft. I actually got a little bit lower than you with a 6.5. The reasoning being, it wasn't because of like the fucking dancing pandas and stuff like that. I mean, that that was pretty funny, actually. But The dancing um, panda was 11 out of 10. I want to point that out. <laughs> but everything else dropped it down 4.5 points. 3.5 points for me. Yeah, the thing about points. it. The thing about this conference that really didn't set well with me and stuff, yes, we got to see a little bit more of like Beyond Good and Evil 2. I like that. We did get some in-depth things with Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey, but I kind of wish they didn't end it with that. The whole like Skull and Bones thing was fucking boring. I'm sorry. But uh, when you have Skull and Bones... Like, when you have a game like that where it's like it's just a pvv pirate game and stuff you don't show anything really to do and it's like the second e3 in a row they've shown it and i still can't find a reason that even to give a fuck to play it it's like that's a problem <laughs> and i also want to point out i sleep like four hours a day and the fact that this put me to sleep says something yeah I did like the thing about Starlink and stuff. I like the inclusion of Star Fox, even though most of us are probably just going to go ahead and probably buy the fucking Star Fox artwork and stuff. You can't. you got to spend 75 bucks to get it. It's bullshit. Yeah, and people are going to spend 75 bucks just for the figure. <laughs> I, might, I might do that, by the way. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Anyway. <laughs> it's the most hurtful thing you've ever said to me, Gables, but it's also <laughs> But the next... The next one is Microsoft, in my honest opinion. Microsoft showed some good games, but like you were just saying, Tyler, I even though I gave it 7 out of 10, a lot of the third-party stuff that was shown is playable on the PlayStation, on other systems and stuff like PlayStation, like the Switch, or the friggin' PC and stuff. I like the reveals of like Devil May Cry 5 and like some bits of like the uh, that game Sessions and stuff, which looks like it's going to be an interesting skateboarding game. The whole thing of the Tales of Vesparia and stuff, the Definitive Edition, that had me excited a bit. Let's see. The unveiling for, like, like Halo Infinite stuff, yeah, that that was 
I was okay and stuff. I was actually, like, uh, kind of surprised, like, how underwhelming it kind of felt. I mean, yeah, new Halo game, blah, 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 so on and so forth, but I didn't feel hardly anything with the new Halo game. <laughs> That's it. But, uh, Gears 5, that looked pretty fucking good. But, like I said before, it would have been higher if some of the game stuff would have made it into 2018. I'm just saying. But, uh, next we actually have a tie between both Bethesda and Sony. And I'm going to go with Bethesda for the lower half right there. Because even though they did have a couple of like, stealth kind of surprises and stuff that are going to that I didn't think they were going to be making on the Switch, you know, like, say, the uh, that Elder Scrolls card game, the whole freaking Fallout Shelter game and stuff like that. The reason why I have it so higher, like, I have it a little bit higher in rating than you, Tyler, is because of the the availing of, like, a little bit of Fallout 76 plus the, obviously, the Doom fucking trailer. <laughs> Doom Eternal. That game alone, that announcement had me, just had me, like, saying, yes, this is a good conference now. Because I got the game that I wanted out of that entire thing. Fallout, that's cool. Elder Scrolls, that's that's also a swell. Rage 2, oh god, fucking Andrew WK. Yes. <laughs> oh god, the awkwardness of that. That made it so funny. But uh, Doom Eternal, that is probably one of the reasons why that I've rated it in high regards. Even if they're not going to be showing gameplay up until QuakeCon... Just the fact that the sequel game to one of my favorite games of 2016, and almost made it past Uncharted 4, by the way, is definitely a main reason enough to why I have it so high. Bethesda's press conference so high on my list. Mm -hmm. So, number two is Sony, obviously. They had such strong gameplay showings, but it was marred by so many fucking like presentational issues and so many awkward transitions and even regards to that like one game that they showcase in that their press conference actually releases this year and that's spider-man and they ended on spider-man a game that we've already seen like fucking how many years in a row at e3 like two three now three it was announced in 2016 showing yep. 2017 yep and then 2018 we see it yet again but this time it deals with the sinister six along with more combat stuff that more variety that you could do yep. granted definitely fun but i've seen so much of spider-man i don't want to see any more spider-man I'm mm -hmm. fine. I want to play it come the end of this year. <laughs> but uh, definitely it was higher than Bethesda's because of the gameplay unveilings of The Last of Us Part Two. That was intense. The freaking thing with The Ghost of Tsushima, which I've already stated before, was my most surprising game of E3. And definitely for good reason because of the way it looks and the way it plays. But the number one reason why I feel that this Sony press conference is definitely higher up there in terms of like Microsoft and most of the others is because of Death Stranding and that gameplay. The feel of an old sci-fi movie. That's the definite vibe I get now whenever, when I keep on watching this trailer. I've watched this gameplay trailer alone. I kid you not, like about maybe three, maybe four times already. Damn. Why? Because every time I watch it, it just gives me that sense of mystery. It gives me a sense that draws me into the fact that I want to play this game now. I hardly ever have a feeling like that when I see a game introduced for the first time. Very rarely does a game like just grab me in and just lead me into like where it's like, 
okay, I don't care if I'm just delivering stuff the entire game. I just want to get inside that world, figure out what the hell's going on in, like, retrospect, and just, like, you know, just delve into the nut delve into the mind of how Hideo Kojima goes full Hideo Kojima pretty much so Kojima Unchained that is definitely was the best part of that Sony press conference and why I rated it as high as I did now the now the number one I obviously have is Nintendo and at this point it could have been interchangeable with Sony but there are two reasons why I felt that it was better in terms of all the other press like the pressers pretty much this Nintendo Direct one, it was clear-cut and to the point. Two, it's because of how detailed and how much fan service and how much stuff they addressed with the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Not just that, but doing a lot of the different things that fans have been clamoring for for years now. With the last Smash Brothers game, people complained about the lack of characters that were taken out, like ice climbers, lack of like specific like advanced techniques like there were in Melee, and then all of a sudden it's like they didn't have a chance to play like specific control styles. Inside this game, they've listened to almost every single complaint that the fans have had over the past like 10-15 years with the Smash Brothers, and every single character is in it. There's all sorts of various like techniques, different types of like uh alternative costumes and these whole introduction of like their naming of echo fighters which we know are like fucking clone fighters i'm sorry but they're just clones of like <laughs> the different main characters they now, just finally I, admitted it yeah i mean my main rating for 8.5 and stuff it could have been higher but the reasoning why it wasn't is because uh, there were a couple things which i kind of found weird in terms of this one, I know that they're Smash Brothers and Pokemon, like, Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee are their main focus. Both of those games are the main focus for their E3. However, I was not expecting them to spend almost a half an hour showcasing the Super Smash Brothers. If that was the case, this should have been, like, a separate sort of, like, directed in of itself. You know? Because... That's just the thing. That's a lot of information. I'm glad we got a lot of that information, but it definitely did bog down, and it's kind of and when it abruptly ended, it was like, what the fuck? I mean, at least tell us that that was it, you know, in terms of, like, uh, how it ended and stuff. And then on top of that, there are certain things that I'm kind of finding little issues with. Like, for one, Bomberman is an assist trophy. And then Waluigi not even being an Echo Fighter of Wario. I don't understand either of those decisions. We should just boycott this game till Waluigi's in it. <laughs> oh, and of course, lastly the whole december 7th release date that that is just a pain in the ass that is just a definite pain in the ass i mean those obviously those two reasons that i just got done listening like just a smash and like the presentational stuff and everything else those are two reasons why that i had a number one but really take away smash and i'm happy with what we initially had got first off i'm waiting for hollow knight for a while to release on switch it releases today I mean, you have a game like Fortnite, which is widely popular around the world and in, on other platforms, finally releases on Switch today, as of this recording. Then you have, like, freaking Super Mario Party. Hey, it has its it has its uses and stuff. If there's online multiplayer, hey, that'll be fun. But uh, seeing the new Fire Emblem emotions, seeing that new game Damon X, like, uh, Machina, which looks crazy as shit. And I love the idea of just, like, going around the mech, doing this and doing that. That was a lot of the reasons why I felt 
more surprised in terms of like what Nintendo was doing with their press conference, not the press conference, with their Nintendo Direct, and I felt it was more cohesive in a way. Other than like some obvious like uh, parts with Smash Brothers, but that's why I rated it as my number one of all of what happened. Even though they're technically separate, and if we're doing just conference-wise, Sony would have been number one. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's pretty much my feelings on a nutshell with that. Alright, so that's cool, Gables. Well, let's move on to um, our last real, I mean, real topic. I got one other thing I want to talk about with like an overview of overall thoughts on the show. But our last real question is our game or games of the show. Now, I have a top five list. I've got them ranked. Okay. If you like me to go, I'm more than willing to go. If you got yours, though, I'll, you, I'll let you go first. All right, you go ahead, foot first. Okay. So number five for me is Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. I mean, kind of what you said before, where it's like we've seen enough of Spider-Man. I've literally already bought it digitally like two months ago. Uh-huh. Uh, so I can't get my money back even if I even if I change my mind at this point. Um, but yeah, it's just. I'm ready for it. I'm ready to play it. It looks fantastic. It's more even more hyped than I was before when I saw it. Uh, number four, uh, Control. Uh, it's a Remedy game I've already talked about quite a bit about. But like I said, I really like the uh, um, the Remedy games, Alan Wake, Quantum Break, both really good games. They're really unique, really unique uh, games that they make, and they have, they have a cool format they do it with. So seeing base essentially looks like Quantum Break 2. Um, maybe they won't have like the live action uh, movie TV show stuff they tried to do, but which I didn't hate, but um, didn't necessarily need to be there. So to see them basically kind of making the sequel to that, that's cool. I'm definitely really excited about that. Number three, Rage Two. It's essentially Borderlands with Doom um, shooting mechanics. Um, which do I need to say anymore? Nope. Uh, number two. Uh, Last of Us Part Two. I said it uh, in in the PlayStation uh, or the Sony um, E3 episode that we did, where it's just like, as soon as the game was announced, like you already have my money, like you don't need to show me anymore. You're just kind of being dicks about it now, teasing me like that, especially because it's probably a year or two off. Um, so, but seeing what we did see, that game just looks gorgeous, looks fantastic. Uh, I, I want to know more about that world. I want to know more about those characters. I want to know what they've been up to since we last saw them. I want. I just want to. I just want the damn game. Uh, so that's that's why it's number two. But number one, this is surprising, folks. Gears of War Five huh. was my game of the show for E3 2018. That's uh, really surprising. Yeah. So I just I can't. Man, like. I think it helps the fact that we didn't know we, we knew we knew it was coming, but we didn't know if we were gonna see it. I think that's part of the reason why it's my, my game of the show. The last of us we knew it was gonna happen. So maybe if we didn't know Last of Us was coming, uh it would have been number one. Uh but the fact that we got it, we got to see it, we, it was officially announced, which like it was the worst kept I mean it's the the, the, the company's called the Coalition. It's named after something from Gears. So that's all they do is make Gears games. So we know what's happened. It's like it's like a new Madden game come is, is being made. Like we know a new Gears is coming. Um, so just seeing that and then find the story behind it. Like I legitimately really, really, really like the story they they kind of set up in Gears of War Four. Um, finally, you're playing as Kate in this game. 
uh, and then delving more into kind of her story and what's going on with her without trying to spoil anything. But the, the reveal at the end of Gears of War 4 was really cool if you played the first original trilogy. Um, so, yeah, I that, man, I just, I want to think of it. The fact that I waited another year, year and a half for it is really upsetting. But, I mean, Last of Us 2, I'm probably going to wait two, two and a half years for it. So, it's whatever. Uh, so, that is my top five games of the show. Gables, what All about right. you? Do you have, do you have, a, do you have a, I don't know if, I mean, you don't necessarily have like a top five list. I just had five I want to talk about. So, All right. Five. All right, I'm going to go along the same lines as I have in the top five as well. In no particular order, actually, I'm going to go ahead and just say my number five right now is Super Smash Bros. Ultra. Because, for one, I'm a huge Smash fan. I love the acquisition of all the characters in there. Plus, Ridley being revealed is definitely a big old plus. Plus, who knows what else they're going to say about that game from here until December. So, that's number five. So, number four. Number four, I'm going to go into, like, the... Oh, boy. <laughs> I man, there's been just a lot of games just going <laughs> the last couple days. But uh, number four, I want to go forth and just say, like, uh, Ghosts of Tsushima. Okay. Now, Ghosts of Tsushima, that game looks very, like I said, looks great. Gameplay looks fine and stuff like that. Sucker Punch, local, like, uh, developer from Washington State. So it's, like, it's definitely on my radar to try and to play and stuff when it eventually comes out. Now, number three... I know it was like a trailer and stuff like that, but uh, Doom Eternal. <laughs> I like Doom, so it's like, that was definitely like uh, one of the parts of the, my favorite stuff. Let's see, number two is The Last of Us Part Two, because for God's sake, just seeing that gameplay and just seeing all the story elements that's going to collaborate and stuff, and it seems like predominantly it's going to be pretty much Ellie's game, which I'm a big fan of that, because even the original Last of Us and stuff, some of my favorite parts were like just you're Ellie by yourself away from Joel and stuff and just like doing certain things and that is really awesome. But my number one game of the show, my number one game of the show is going to be a game that's probably not going to release now until the next couple of years and that's Death Stranding. I mean the past couple of years, I, we've seen all sorts of various things about Death Stranding, the, re, the, the reveal trailer to like a couple like another trailer last year and now we actually see legitimate gameplay footage this has all the makings of a 2019 or a 2020 game however every bit that i see even after seeing gameplay has me more intrigued to play it and this is the year where it's like god damn it i'm on board i want to play this 100 <laughs> percent so death stranding is my game the show oh that's cool. I mean, just to let people know the reason Doom Eternal wasn't mine is just because there was no actual gameplay shown. That's kind of something a rule I've kept for myself. And now our sixth year of covering E3, or um, typically when I, when I do it, I'm making it would be my number one otherwise. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Just, just the, it was a teaser, so that's why I didn't rank it uh, in my top. Didn't put it in my rankings. Uh, and Death Stranding. I just don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> like, like, I'm definitely, like, out of all the games shown, that's probably the one I'm most looking forward to. Like, it's yeah. like that's number one, and then uh, Doom is two. Uh, but just kind of based off what we, shot, what we saw, and I actually understood the other games uh, a little bit, so that's kind of the reason why. Otherwise, Death Stranding would be for sure. Uh, oh, yeah. The game of the show. And I'm hoping... Gears of War 5 can break the streak. And I said this the last three years of doing this show. 
the last, actually this was the fourth year in a row where the first so out of the six um e3s that we covered uh the, the division was my game of the show for 2013 and 14 and i played the beta and like an hour of the game and never touched it uh unraveled in 2015 one of the worst goddamn games of the generation, if not all the time. 2016, 2017, uh, were South Park, Fracture But Whole. And it was my number 10 game of the year, but it was really there more because it's South Park, and it's one of my favorite IPs in, every, in all of entertainment, uh, more than to the game itself. Because I thought the game was just okay. And I, like I said back then, it's like your favorite band making its greatest hit album version 2. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I just can't. Yeah, all oh, it's it was a it was a really good E3, and that's gonna kind of go on to our next thing of like our overall thoughts in E3. It was a really great E3. Um, I think the issue is with it is that leaks really hurt E3 this year. Or typically when we we see the like, there's always tons of leaks going into yes. E3. But it's like okay, that leaked, and then they see it. I'm like, oh, cool, it is real. That's awesome. But then it's like, what else you got? You know, what, what's the next thing you got? What's all like we're used to seeing? It's like. Uh, Tim Geddes always says something kind of funny. It's like, it's the decade of dreams for E3. Like, all of our craziest wild, um, imaginations are coming true. And this year wasn't really so much that. There were some cool surprises, some cool things shown. There's a lot of great games shown. There's always a bunch of great games shown at E3, even in the down year. Um, but I think just the, the leaks in uh, of E3 kind of hurt it because it's like, a lot of people already said what they're going to talk about or showed the games or announced the games beforehand. Like, we got Pokemon, Fallout. Um, then Sony said the big four that were coming, uh, for them. So it's just like, there wasn't like any crazy, really any crazy things that were shown off or, uh, if they were, it was like, you get like Starfield and Elder Scrolls and it was just a 10 second teaser. It wasn't anything substantial. Uh, Resident Evil 7 2, I think we all, I don't want to say we all knew it was coming, but we all felt pretty confident, but I would say we, everybody felt pretty confident about it the last two years since they announced yeah. it, they're remaking it. Um, so I think that's what, the, the, what took the winds out of the sail of a lot of these press conferences was the fact there wasn't all these crazy surprises like we're used to. Right. But we've been spoiled the last probably three threes or so. The last, really, since we started doing the show, like I don't think we've had a really a bad E3. Uh, or a, this might be one of the, the lower end ones. And you know, um, Initially, over time, it could be one of the best ones. But looking at it, if you broke it down year by year and looked at it, this might be one of the lower end ones. But I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that a lot of the big stuff shown is stuff that was 2019 or later. You just yeah. look at like the big three of the big fours from Sony. All three of those are three of those outside of Spider-Man. Spider-Man's coming in September. The other ones probably won't even see for another two years. Yeah, uh, won't play. Won't be out for another two years. Um, Gears of War, 2019. May, hopefully, uh, uh, Halo, sounding like it's going to be the next Xbox launch game. Uh, the next new Xbox consoles launch game. Um, look at Bethesda. They're announcing games that are eight, ten years off. You got you know Ubisoft showing. They spent a lot of time talking about new stuff for their old games, but and then they talked. They were they were one of the ones that was like mostly current stuff or stuff that's gonna be out in the next year or so. But nothing really substantial. I think crazy awesome stuff that was shown is just kind of very much what we've seen. EA sucked. Square Enix was just disappointing overall. Um, so I mean I think that was that's kind of where I, I came from at the end was we're coming up I mean we're, we're spoiled with with E three the last few years 
uh, where it's like, oh, here's all this crazy stuff. But you think about 2016, 2017 are two of the legit best gaming years of maybe ever, at least in our lifetime. It's probably the back-to-back two phenomenal years of great games. Um, after a couple of down years for gaming, uh, it's just like everything like got pushed to 2016 and 17. 2017 is one of the greatest years of all time. And something we talked about even last year was just like eventually it's, it's got to give. And that's I think this is a year where a lot of things are giving, um, especially because it sounds like we're getting towards the end of this life cycle. Uh, a lot of stuff's getting pushed out. Um, so that's kind of my overall thoughts on it. Like overall, um, a little let down. But when you break it down, you put it on paper, it was just, it was a great year. Uh, and it's hard to be really upset about it. So that's kind of my overall thoughts. You got anything you want to add on uh, E3 2018? Well, here's the thing, though. The thing that really kind of uh, took away from E3 for 2018, this was the worst year to memory, in my honest opinion, of leaks absolutely just uh, taking away any type of element of surprise that things could have come for. We've had leaks before in the past, before E3, and some of them, some of them did not even like phase some of the conferences. This year, it legitimately hurt, and I'm just saying, like any hardly any type of surprises were not shown. It's like we knew that a lot of these games were going to be coming. It's just all these leaks, all these rumors, all this other stuff. At the end of the day, we got mostly what we wanted and stuff, but a lot of us are just saying, "Oh, well, yeah, no." What else is there? You know, it just basically kind of led us into a false sense of security and stuff. It's like, oh, hey, maybe there's going to be something even more than that going to be this. And once we find out that it was just exactly what it was, the rumor stuff, and then all of a sudden we're like, okay, well, that was disappointing and stuff. <sighs> it just kind of just lost a little bit of the luster of what uh, generally this time of the year is. Even though we saw a lot of good games, we saw a lot of good stuff. In general, E3 was pretty good. However... In terms of like uh, the surprise and the favorability and stuff of do like over the past couple of years, this one was probably a little bit lower, like a little bit of like the uh, the worst in terms of like surprise factor because we knew almost everything coming into this <laughs> this week. Yeah. Yep, and it's crazy. Even the stuff that like we heard leaks about wasn't even like I know. Worst worst Star Fox Grand Prix. You know, there's just uh, stuff that was leaked that we didn't even see. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. Overall, I mean it was still I mean there's never a bad E three. It's hard to have a bad E three. Right. Um and this wasn't one of those. It's just like you can tell it's like everybody had all their big guns come out in the last couple of years. And this I mean it's something I talk yep. about multiple times over the course of the year it was like this is gonna be a bit of a down year. And we've had some great games this year. But it's not gonna be like last two years where I'm like, we're making our top ten list and I have fantastic games that I gotta put in my honorable mentions. Uh, and this year, I don't know if we're going to have that. This is um, like a 2013 or a 2014 time of year and stuff where it's like we're probably going to maybe have like maybe three or four like good, great games. All the rest are like kind of filler. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be 20, 2014 bad is one of the worst years in memory. But uh, but yeah, I think it's it's going to be it's going to be that, that 2013, 2015 range. It sounds actually quite right. I think this year will be. Uh, and then 2019 might be like a, could very well be just looking at on paper. Could be a 2016, could be a 2017 uh, kind of year. Um, but yeah, that's going to kind of do it for all of our E3 coverage. It's over, Gables. Oh. Uh, we can all sleep now. Uh, oh, yeah, I know, right? Because it's, we did, we've recorded nine podcasts in four days. I think we've had like 
five hours, six hours of content we've done. That's more than what we usually do in a month, and we just did yeah. that in four days, less than. Um, <clears throat> so once again, I want to thank everybody for uh, joining us. Um, and if you're, like I said, you're new to the show, um, thank you. Thank you for listening to us, and I hope you listen to all of our content. Uh, and hope you liked it. Let us know if you did um, on iTunes, on Drunk Dashers Podcast. Leave us a review, preferably five stars. Uh, leave us a comment, what you think. Uh, YouTube, like join, uh, like join, subscribe to us on there. Uh, it is uh, Drunk Nerds Podcast or Drunk Nerds. I'm sorry. Um, like the like the podcast on there. Subscribe to us. Comment please on Facebook. Uh, we have a page and group. It's Drunk Nerds Podcast. Like and join us there. Twitter at Drunk Nerds Pod. So uh, please follow us on there on Twitch uh, TV slash Drunk Nerds or Drunk Nerds Podcast. Uh, follow us on there, please. Uh, so like us, check us out in all those places. Uh, like I said, if you're new to the show, let us know what you think. Uh, we're easy to find uh, on Twitter. It's in the Drunk Nerds, uh, Drunk Nerds Pod Twitter page. Uh, I'm Gingerboy underscore underscore uh, underscore DN. Gingerboy underscore DN. And then we got at Colonel Gables over there. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, once again, guys, thanks for uh, listening to us and dealing with us for the last uh, few days. I know it's probably it's Friday to you guys, but to us, it's it's still Tuesday. Um, so, yeah, this is uh, Tyler signing out. And you know what? I have been Colonel Gables. So until next time, everyone, have yourself a fantastic weekend when you're listening to this. And just crack yourself something nice and sweet, open, mm-hmm. and just listen to a great episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. And Gables? Yep. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye. See ya.